You are now listening to the Socks and Sandals podcast. Every time an independent, a truly independent source goes into the Portland Police Bureau, we find chaos. Just one of the people like just told to my managers who like had fired me and they were like, yeah, did you see Tevin's video was on Complex? And he was like, man, dog, they sick, man. That moment, I thought, you know what? I don't care. I'm gonna sit here in the middle of this aisle in Target and talk to her and break down what is going on and why she believes that these white Barbie dolls are more valuable or should come home with us over these brown and black Barbie dolls. I think that what we're forgetting is that racism is a very lucrative project. Mm-hmm. As long as you can keep a whole bunch of people down because you miseducated the whole population. Then you can make money off those people. So what is the gospel? What is the pure unadulterated yes, gospel? Yes, yes, and that is what I live by. Because the moment this changes is the moment I'm leaving Christianity. Okay. The pure, unadulterated gospel, and I can say it in one sentence, but I'll elaborate, is love God and do whatever the fuck you want. Peace and blessings, everyone. Welcome back to the Socks and Sandals podcast, where economic elevation and spiritual cultivation converge, and we unapologetically discuss our worldview. I am unconditioned and unlimited. I am indivisible duality. I am your host, Emmanuel Williams. Greetings. You are listening to episode 182. This conversation is being recorded at the GMP podcast studios on East 24th and Burnside in Portland, Oregon on May 25th. 2022. Now, just a few announcements before we, before we get started. Today is a historic day for me and my business, Socks and Sandals LLC. Okay. Um, you know that contract I was telling you about. They finally sent the official paperwork. We in that thing. Stop playing. Yeah, yeah. Flexible services contract for an organization that I will not name at this current time. Yep. But a two-year contract um, for a nice potential chunk of change, Let's just go. depending on how much work is sent my way. But um, this is what it's all about, bro. This mm-hmm. is what it like. I remember when I first started pod, podcasting about a year in, yep. my parents was like, so what's, what are you going to do? It's going <laughs> to like, how are you going to make money? You going to have ad advertisements like a radio show? I was like, no, nah, I don't want to do ads. Yeah. I said, I want to eventually like create something of value. I don't know exactly what I want to do. Mm-hmm. And I don't want to just, you know, sell merch. Like I want to have a, a full, and I didn't know exactly how it was going to play out. Yeah. But bro, this is it. Socks and Sandals LLC is not like I. It's not my first contract, but it's like my biggest, most substantialist of contracts, bro. Man. So, yeah, man, it's it's a historic day. May twenty fifth, twenty twenty two. Today man. it came through. It's a fact. Yeah, Stop came playing. through. Sign that thing. Send it back. We good. We in let's there. go. You know what I mean? Um, but with, with that being said, let's move forward. I have an amazing guest with me today. A man of many talents. He's a husband, a father, a master motivator a strategist, an entrepreneur, the founder of the underdog mentality. He's back for the second time. Second. He's back like he never left. He's back like a chiropractor <laughs> on vacation. Let's go. <laughs> None other than my brother, Tyler Monk. Tyler, welcome back to the pod, bro. Hey, fam. I'm grateful to be here, bro. This no is, uh, 
You know, this is a day coming. I've been pumped since, you know, we did the joint back at the library before pre-pandemic. And let's man, go. We in man. here, man. Congratulations, bro. Man, First you, of all, bro. fam, I know because I've been, we've been running each other periodically at the gym. Word, word. We've been chopping it up about what's going on. We yep. brief because we're trying to get the work in. Yep, yep. Right? But, like, I know we've been talking about this, man. And that's a huge, huge blessing to you, man. It's big, man. Congrats, fam. Thank you, bro. Thank Beautiful. you, man. It's, it's been a long time coming. Yep. Um, well deserved. But we've been we've been planting seeds for quite some time. We've been working. So yep. when you plant seeds, like something gonna spring up. Absolutely. You know what I mean? So cultivate that, put it in the sunlight, get it some good nutrients, but that's gonna take care of itself. That's a fact. That's a yep. fact, bro. Yep. Um, but you know, before we get started and before we get into your story and your journey, man, just yep. tell us what's a typical day in the life for Mr. Tyler Monk, man. Oh man, that's a good question. So honestly, man, with me, what I love about what I'm able to do now. Right, like being in sept left September twenty two from the twenty one from the job, mm -hmm. so we in for you know good eight nine months now. Is the amount of flexibility that I have, mm. you know, when I talk to people, I talk to them about making sure you know I talk about passion and purpose, which a lot of speakers talk about. But mm -hmm. one thing I think people don't hit on enough is lifestyle, mm. and lifestyle not only just being the money that you make, but it's the environment that you work in and the flow that you work with. And so I need flexibility, man. I, I, I'll i be quick to reschedule a meeting with somebody. If my son, like, I, 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 transparently, yeah. we were supposed to do this last week. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And I said, bro, man, my son been canceling all his baseball games. Mm -hmm. Bro, can we reschedule? Because I prioritize. And that, that you're very important to me, but it's like family oh, come on first, now. right? Yeah. So, yeah. So, because I would, I would do the same. <laughs> absolutely. Yeah. And I feel like people don't do that enough. They're scared yeah. to ask, you know, people are asking for permission. Mm. You know, and Drake said it, don't ask for permission, ask for forgiveness. That's a fact. Essentially. So yeah. that's that's what I feel like it's been able to do for me, man. So it's been it's been a blessing, man. Things are growing, things are coming at me faster, almost sometimes than I can take. Uh, but it's a blessing. I much rather have more business and opportunities to influence than not having those. Exactly. So, exactly. I'm loving it. When I had them good problems. Man, them good problems, yeah, man. We man. ain't complaining over here. No doubt. Absolutely. No doubt, bro. So let's, uh, you know, for those that don't know you, that those that are going to get to know you, um, tell us about the backstory of the underdog mentality. You know, um, yeah. why did you develop it? Yeah. Uh, one, or well, one, what is it? Why did you sure. develop it? And when did you know that you wanted to build a business behind it? Yeah, that's a great question. So for me, um, I'm 37. It was about 33 years old that I realized, like, I'm living out my passion. I'm living out my purpose. I'm serving my community. I am helping young folks make that transition from high school to college and college to career and navigate that life. But I still didn't navigate that that process from college to career. And mm. it had been about 12 years since I got my so degree. So you were, you were a teacher at the time? I wasn't a teacher. I was a, I was an educator. You could call me an educator. I didn't okay. have a traditional educational degree. I had a degree in recreation management, focused on leadership theory, you know, running a nonprofit, helping you know scholars transition into that space. Mm. And I found the educational sector that was good for me. But the reality was I was playing small. You know what I mean? I wasn't really living into my full potential. And um, I had folks like you. I had folks like some of our other friends that we've grown up with. My wife, the main person, saying, saying, babe, you ain't doing enough. You could do more. You know, but you get comfortable. You know, I got, I know him. I got flexibility. I got certain time off. The salary's not horrible, but it's also not anything where I want to be. It's something about getting that that check every two weeks that kind of it can it can kind of kill not kill your motivation but it can it can rock you to sleep a little bit well, absolutely i was speaking to a gentleman uh the other day i was at an event i keynoted at and we were just talking and um i asked my sister you're an entrepreneur you own your own business he's like no nah, i need that I, I want that consistent 
You know what I mean? And I was like, I praise to you because you found what kind of lifestyle works for you. I know for me, I just need that flexibility. So when I thought about this at 33, so about four years ago, you know, we all got together. We were mm-hmm. reading books. We mm-hmm. was having conversations. Yep. You know, it wasn't a lot of action being taken yet with all of us because we were just trying to build a foundation. Right. And from there, it gave me enough, uh, I would say, inspiration and vision, you know, to figure out, okay, how can I turn into people asking me all the time to come speak at events for free, come facilitate conversations, do workshops, which I was, look, look, all this is, is retro pay. Yeah, yeah, man. <laughs> for all That's the stuff. fact. All the stuff we've done for years. And so I I just sat down and, you know, I opened up a Google Docs to be transparent with you. Mm -hmm. I Googled a business proposal (laughs) and I started typing. Yeah. yeah. You know, and uh, I'm pretty good with my words. And so I put some stuff together and I no lie. I sent my first proposal in off of a Google Doc. Mm. And uh, they said, this is one of the best proposals I've ever had. I've ever seen. Look at that. And I got my first contract. It was for $10,000. Best believe. Boy, I went home. I said, babe, we set. Hey, we out there. Like, we we out the hood now. (laughs) 10 racks. Pandemic hits. Everything gets shut down. Right, right. And uh, how to rebuild and rebrand and everything, man. But for me, the underdog mentality is essentially it's a mindset. Mm. It's it's really an unwavering belief in ourselves, despite the situation, the circumstances, or the critics that surround us. You see... You know, I know, you know, you're a black man. I'm a black man. We grew up here in this city. Mm -hmm. And, you know, there's so many exterior barriers that are out there that are forced upon us that we have to bust through. Mm -hmm. And I think for me, I've just always had a resilient mindset just based on my upbringing, my childhood, you know, my brothers that had influence on me. And it just made me very resilient. And um, I would say very particular in the responsibility I have for power of choice. Mm. So I don't, so I'm not going to say I don't care what the situations are. I take those into consideration. Obviously a lot of us are out here with less opportunities than others or discriminated against. And so my challenge to us and to folks that are in those situations is what are we going to do about it? Right. And so I know for me, and it's a, it's a gift that I have. And I know I've been given this gift to just persevere and to have a mindset of uh, optimism Mm -hmm. um, and realism within that. But an ability to just overcome those barriers and those challenges, because really, I don't give a F. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, at the end of the day, like if these are my situations and my circumstances, yeah, they might suck like vacuums. Look, bad. <laughs> Look, but <I'm, laughs> the reality is, if that's the reality, that's not what I, I'm not going to perceive that as, as reality. I'm going to perceive that as what it is, but I'm going to think about what could be. Mm-hmm. And so with the underdog mentality is we help people tap into the power of their potential so they can lean into their greatness to realize even though your situations, your circumstances, the people that surround you might be negative. You can change that by the power of choice and how you choose to think and how you choose to move. It ain't going to happen overnight. It ain't going to happen in one day. You know, people think that I just built this from like, oh, my gosh, look how fast you've been growing. Bro, we've been doing this for 15 years. I've been speaking. I've been doing this. I've been I've been doing this for 15 been rapping, years. Like it's a, it's Man, all spoken word. We've been doing it. Yeah. It's yeah. like Luda. When people thought Luda was a, because uh, I love Luda. I mean, I, I don't really listen to Luda anymore, but old Luda was cold. Yeah. And Luda, they, Luda just came out of nowhere. This brother, this brother was selling CDs out of the trunk for 10 years in Atlanta. And he was in, he was in radio and all that. All that. Yeah. You know what I mean? So it doesn't just happen overnight. Nah. And uh, I'm just grateful, man. I'm just, I'm just, I'm in a space, man, where I'm happy. I'm, I'm very content, um, but we're still growing and we still making it happen. So yeah. That's what's up, man. It's it's a beautiful thing, and like like you mentioned, like you know, I've been there to to see the growth and, and the maturation from ground zero. You know what I mean? And so, you know, when we, me, you, and and Emmanuel Solomon, shout out to E, shout out to E. You know, when we were meeting up at Starbucks over there, off you know by Jansen Beach, Jansen Beach. reading. Uh, we, we we read Crush It. What else? Crush did we, It. We read. We uh, read. Uh, 
Oh, he. We were reading a, a book on uh, selling. Oh, we were something selling. I can't remember what it's called. I forgot about that one, bro. I was I was thinking of the one that was like uh, mind. Was it the willpower instinct? Willpower instinct. Yeah, yeah, yeah that's yeah, that's yeah. my jam, bro. Yeah, yeah, that was man. Hard. A white lady professor, young lady from Stanford, put she me on breaking, game. She was breaking it down, bro. <laughs> I use her content all the time. Yeah, yeah. shout out Kelly McCongo. That's her name. Yes, correct on yes. YouTube. Yeah, yeah. So, so we we started back then, and then it's just it's been growing. And of course, our our mutual friend uh, Nisa Bomahim. Shout out to Nee. Mm-hmm. You know, I know you. I know he's poured into you. He's definitely yep. poured into me out my my course and the way that I teach and. The way that I've been able to develop my philosophy um, is a direct result of, you know, the game that he was kicking to us. You mm-hmm. know? So it's been beautiful to see. Man, it's, it's been, been beautiful, beautiful man. Growing up together, bro. Yeah. You know what I mean? And just yeah, seeing man. it and just growing. And, you know, like, you know, we wasn't connected like that after high school. I mean, we got right. reconnected probably 10, 10 years after high school. Probably so. You know what I mean? Yeah. At church. Exactly. <laughs> so exactly. Like, oh, what's up, bro? I wasn't connected with nobody. Like, bro, when I <laughs> bro, working in Beaverton. And living in Northport, like after I got home, bro, I wasn't going nowhere. I'm doing a app on 26. <laughs> Come on, lost man. your That's... mind. I'm doing nothing. Oh man, it was terrible. So, How many yeah. times did you hit the back roads and hit up and hit up? Uh, was that Sky uh, Skyline? Skyline, Come down yeah, go down Cornell, Burnside, <laughs> all of that, bro. Got to figure to, it out. Yeah, man, <laughs> just trying things out. So, Shucks. um, but yeah, bro, it's, it's been beautiful to see your your transformation mm-hmm. and your rise. Um, pause. So, um. I want to I want to throw a quote at you because what you were saying is it just made me think of this quote um, yep. from As a Man Thinking. Ooh, James, James Allen. Allen, one of the greats. Listen, it's low key like you're reading the Bible scripture sometimes. Facts, but boy, if you hit me with the quote, that I think you hit me with. I'm ready. Go on, bro. It's it's like the heaviest 25 pages I've ever <laughs> read, bro. It's only 25. It's pages? only 25 pages. Damn, you know how long it took me to read. That? A long time, bro. I, I, I had the book, but I would always just read it on my phone. Oh, and it was like it took for because I had to. I read because when I read, I really want to process. I'm not just gonna be like, oh yeah, I read that, I read that. I was like, no, nah, I'm trying to get something. It's too heavy to just like. It's not a story. No, nah. it's like heavy gems just being dropped left Principles, and right. Principles, mindset. Ooh, James so, got the juice. So James, he said, men are anxious to improve their circumstances but are unwilling to improve themselves. They therefore remain bound. I use that quote all the time. Yeah. You knew I was going there. Yeah. See, I do. That's the quote. <laughs> that's the one. Look, that's, that's the that that's, one, bro. I got a couple of my favorite quotes. Yeah. I got another one about commitment, but mm. people are really, really, really excited to prove their situation. Yes. But they don't want to improve themselves. Therefore they remain bound to the consequences of their actions or lack thereof. Oh, you will the whole way. Yeah, let's go. I try let's to paraphrase go. that joint. Hey, yeah. <laughs> Cause well, it, yeah, yeah, yeah. No, go, no, ahead. go ahead, go ahead, go ahead, go ahead. Yeah, so the consequences of your actions are really the lack thereof. Mm. Everybody's excited. This is concept, and this is what from Kelly McConnell talks about. It, she talks about this concept called the promise of change. It's those warm, fuzzy feelings you get when you think a good thing's coming. Mm. And what's your timeline look like on around December 30th? Oh my God. New year, new me. I'm getting ready for all this. You know, it's just like. Yeah. What, taking trips, getting in shape, uh, uh, getting my body right, blah, blah, mm-hmm. blah. Same person two months later. Oh, you know what? I was at 24. It really wasn't working. I think mm-hmm. I'm going to go to LA. I'm, I'm done with 2022. Where's 2023 at? Right. Like, oh, okay. <laughs> Okay. Oh, don't listen. When, uh, around Thanksgiving, I'm just ta- I'm just waiting to the new year again. Oh my! And they God. repeat that cycle. So for me, that quote resonates so heavily because essentially, it just really it just comes down to committing to the things you said you wanted. Yeah. In those feelings, you were excited, but doing those things in the moments when you don't have really any motivation. Yeah. And so I love that quote, man. I say that all the time. 
That's my favorite quote. Like that sums it's up. It's one the of book. the hardest quotes I've ever come across. Like it's just packed with just with all the because uh, men are anxious to improve their circumstances, but are unwilling to improve themselves to to improve themselves. So essentially, what I get from that is we create our circumstances. We are mm. we have way more influence on our circumstances yeah. than we think. Yep. And our circumstances, our outward life, part of it is a thought. It, it, it comes from our thoughts Absolutely. and our thoughts create our lifestyle. Yeah. Right. If, yep. if with all due respect to some folks, if your car is messy, <laughs> that's, that's what your brain look like. That's what, Ooh. that's what's going on inside your brain. You got McDonald's you got shit all bags over the place. coming out. Yeah. I like, don't fool with y'all with the dirty cars. There's, there's, there's no, there's no, uh, there's a lack of organization or like, yep. like, you just kind of doing whatever you want to do. Yep. And, but, but we want to, imp- we want to have a better life. We want to make yep. more money. We want to have a better job. We want to do all these things. Yep. But we don't work on ourselves. You don't work on ourselves. And we look at everybody else and what's happening in our external environment. Oh, well, if this person, well, they got a bad attitude. Well, yep. they just, whatever. And for me, like I had to overcome, not that you overcome it, but like you got to overcome knowing that racism exists. Yep. But also knowing that the way that we fight racism is making sure that we control what we can control. Because racism is essentially um, we're going through life where and we're, we've been thrust into a world and, and into a system yep. that we did not create. Tell about it. And so because we didn't create it, we don't have control over the narrative or the status quo that we have to operate mm. in. But every in every area of activity that you can take back that narrative and take back. Like you control your own area of status quo. Yeah. That's how you fight racism. Bro, and that's how you create you. a better life and create a better universe around you. Yeah. You, should, you know what I mean? So yeah, every time I hear you speak, bro, I just get, I get smarter every time. Bro. <laughs> no, my mom, bro. Like, like really. Cause like you are so pro black folks and, mm-hmm. and, and empowering them and helping them reach a perspective of understanding, but you do it in a way that I feel is really unique. Cause you did it just like how you said, Right. Obviously, racism exists. It's out there. We know it's out there. We've experienced it. Mm-hmm. Everybody at different levels, whether you're consciously aware of it or unconsciously aware of it. Mm-hmm. And I also love we recognize what that situation is. Mm-hmm. But my black people, right, like we have an opportunity for the power of choice. And what are we going to do? That's one of the main reasons I wanted to become an entrepreneur, because mm-hmm. I was like, nah, there's a lot of limiting factors why I couldn't be in certain rooms or, you know, couldn't. Um, have certain influence. And I said, I'm going to create the environment that I want to live in. Mm-hmm. One of the other things he talks about in there, you probably heard of that. I know you read the book. He talks about like a man's mind or a person's mind is like a garden. Yep. yep. Right. Whatever seeds you plant are going to grow. Facts. Right. And so I have this concept that I talk about. You, you either planting seeds of weeds or seeds of roses. Mm. So for my, so for my weed heads out here, I'm saying weeds with an S. <laughs> ain't talking about the bud. Listen, right. listen, listen carefully. Right. So whatever seeds you plant are going to grow. So if we are constant and, and, and the reality is this, we wake up negative. Right. There's this the concept called ants, automatic negative thoughts. Mm. You wake up and if you don't feel good, you automatically negative. You wake up and you, you, you know, you know, you late, you're you're negative. Like we wake up almost all all the time. Like our first thoughts are those of worry, anxiety. What do I got to do? They're not like motivation, inspiration, vision. It's like I'm worried about something. So we plant those seeds and whatever seeds we plant are going to grow and take root. Like you look at it like weeds will grow through the cracks of the ground. He talks about it in the book. 
Weeds will grow through the cracks of the ground. They don't need no sunlight. They don't need no water. They don't need no encouragement. They growing. But to grow some roses, oh, yeah, you got to have that in the right environment, the right water, the right care to make those grow. And those are the positive things. So I'll, I'll be real quick with this. I'm, I think sometimes people think like, you know, me and what I do, I just it's all about positive thinking. Well, that's part of the process. A lot mm. of y'all are, are positive policies. A lot of y'all are out here reading a lot of these books and you ain't doing a damn thing with your action. Nothing. It's, 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 it's belief in the mindset, but then mm -hmm. it's action mm -hmm. on what you're learning and what you and how you want to apply it to your life. And I'm just telling people transparently when you have belief and you have a mindset and you have though, those seeds of roses that mm -hmm. you're planting, and then you're actually taking action towards it. It might not happen as fast as you want. Some people's going to happen quick. That's just mm -hmm. the reality. Mm -hmm. Other people's going to take a long time. But the reality is if you do those things combined, I believe that you will bear the fruit that you want to see. Mm. You know what I mean? And that's, that's and, I, and I could just say that because I was a person that was that when it, the first quote. Mm -hmm. Oh, I wanted to prove my situation all day. But all man, the time. Yeah, but I don't know if I really want to do that. Right. That's a lot of work. Right. You know what I mean? Yeah. And so the reality is if you really wanted to change and you have to change. Mm. You know what I mean? And so that's, look, I, I was like, oh, he going to hit me with my quote. Yeah, he bro. Got me. And I like what you said because, like, there's a lot. And it's, I had to protect myself from that. And I, I, that's that's why I started, like, doing what I did. Like, all right, I'm talking on the podcast. I'm bringing up all these topics. Like, I'm having the conversations. I'm reading the books. Yeah. But what solutions am I providing? Mm, and solutions. also, And also, like, even before I started the pocket, I was just reading books for just years and just, like, becoming like an intellectual glutton mm. oh just, my gosh wait, just wait, wait, say it again for the people an intellectual glutton <laughs> you gotta bro. explain so, so see, this just like what's just a glutton 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 bro <laughs> just like when you're just absorbing it absorbing it all just eating <laughs> eating, eating stuffing back. yourself yeah just like overfilling yourself when you eat you just, it's gluttony bro that's a sin <laughs> you know what i mean there's a, it's a concept called the river or the reservoir Mm. Right? Are you flowing? Are you sharing this information? Are you just reserving it for yourself and just hoarding it? And that the reservoir could be nasty, mold, that part, gross, sick. Nasty. Yeah, Ugh. yeah. You need some motion. So, you got so, so intellectual, so, intellectual in, glutton, intellectual gluttons? glutton, bro. And <laughs> that's good. and then as you, if you just take on information mm -hmm. and take on information, um, but like don't write notes. So it doesn't really like doesn't really latch on like you yeah. get you get inspired in a moment. You feel good when you mm -hmm. have that new idea. You actually start to change like your brain starts to change, like your thoughts, your outlook. But if you don't like take those notes mm -hmm. and then like actually put some of that stuff into action, you're one, you're going to forget it. Yep. And two, you're going to think that you're smarter or you're better than what you really are. But you didn't do anything. <laughs> and we know that with food or with knowledge or whatever, when you take in that energy, yeah, it has to go out. And if it doesn't go out, you're just going to get fat and mm. useless. You're just going to be fat and useless. So you can be intellectually fat and useless if you just read and read and read and read and you don't apply anything because it doesn't, it's like, it's like scriptural, bro. Like, uh, what is it? Faith without works is dead. Yeah. Faith without works is dead. So Absolutely. knowledge without practice is intellectual gluttony. <laughs> yeah. You know, and, and you're really hurting yourself. Um, and you're probably hurting others with your perceived, uh, like you, you just, you think you know well, a lot. Yeah. That's what I'm saying. You kind of get this egotist, egotistical, like, uh, I'm better than now. I read, I read 27 books this year. So what, right. what, 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 I is see your, it all the time. And I, I, yeah, 
bro, you, you preaching to the choir. Look, I'm look, I'm intellectual gluttony. Yes, still yes. in it. I'm giving you, <laughs> you credit got it. though, my guy. You got it. That's, you got it, bro. Come yeah, on, man. man. So That's we gotta we, we gotta be aware of that. I don't I don't speak that just to be harsh and just to be whatever. I'm just saying like I was that yeah. right, and I understand that. Actually, you sometimes you just gotta read less, and you gotta think. Think. You know, like you got to think, you got to meditate and then you have to like strategize about, all right, I learned about this thing. How can I create something mm-hmm. of value to other people so that they can use it? Yeah, I think people struggle with two things, the, 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 uh, thinking, mm-hmm. right? And just marinating on thought. Mm-hmm. Right? When you think about it, anytime you marinate something, it's going to be way better. Mm-hmm. Y'all folks that ain't marinating your steaks, your chicken, <laughs> your shrimps, y'all tripping. That's out here tasting gross. <laughs> Do better. Hella bland. Man, come yeah. on. So you got to marinate in thought and then people struggle with doing things in the order of prioritization. Hmm. Right. So like, how do you prioritize? Right. Like I know, look at my life and I'm like, okay, what's urgent and important. Do that first. Yeah. What's important, but less urgent. We'll do that second. Mm. What's non-urgent and not really that pertinent. Yeah. I'm delegating that. Mm. <laughs> I'm not trying to do that. That delegation is key. absolutely. Hence dead. why I'm recording in the studio right now. <laughs> we talking about that. I'm absolutely. I, I pay my brothers. Put, you know, be absolute man. Look, yeah, I've yeah. learned that when I got a little bear in my pocket, I said there is certain stuff I am not doing no more. No doubt, bro. Taking too much time. Yeah, man. So, um, you mentioned it, bro. But like, you know, not too long ago, a few months ago, you went from side hustle to main hustle. Yeah, underdog mentality. Yeah. Talk about that transition. Like a lot of folks, yeah. um, a lot of uh, a lot of people, like we we desire that full time entrepreneurship. Um, but you gotta be making a lot more than what you was making, you know, W two income yeah. to really take that leap and be comfortable and and be secure in what you got going on. So talk about that transition. Well, in the back of my mind was always Nisa Bubahim. Yeah. <laughs> Nisa Soho. <laughs> Shout out yeah. to I'm Not You Podcast. Check my man. That's a fact. That's it, bro? That's all you trying to do, T? Mm. You can do more. Mm-hmm. When you get off my back, <laughs> I'm just trying to live a little bit. <laughs> can I pay this debt down, get this house, get this new property? Right. You can do more. And mm. so I always had that in the back of my mind. So I would encourage you to get somebody that's going to inspire you. This is somebody that's going to elevate you. Mm. Right? Um, somebody that is going to challenge you when you're in your points of uh, complacence, right? I think it's cool to be content, right? Content means like I'm content where I'm at because where I'm at is growing. Where I'm at is like, I'm happy where I'm at, but I want to be more. Complacent is just when you settle for less than. So for me, when I was at this, when I was doing a side hustle, you know, when I was, you know, I was making, I'm very transparent. I'll be very real on this podcast. I, in my job, I was making around about 60-ish, um, which is not bad for a nonprofit director. That's actually, you know, more than most of nonprofit directors make. Um, unfortunately, that's a tough thing. That's why a lot of folks, you know, transition out of that industry. It's just like they bring so much value, so much work, so much sweat equity. And then, and it's not on the companies. It's just the way that it's perceived right. and the funding that comes through. So I'm not knocking the companies that I worked for. I mean, I had a great experience with them. So essentially I looked at that and I said, okay, this is how I first looked at it. I secured that first $10,000 contract. Right. And I sat down, I said, Okay, let me do the math. And we came and topped this up. I said, man, yeah. all I got to do is do five more of these. And I make as much as I make in my job. Mm-hmm. But what I loved about my job, and I was very transparent with our CEO. I mean, we sat down. I let him know, hey, look, I just want to let you know you're going to see some stuff on social. 
and I'm doing my own thing. I'm doing the underdog mentality. I'm speaking. I'm doing blah, 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 doing this, this, and this. And he was very supportive of it. Our ex- our, my ex- well, Then there was another executive director in our position, in our organization, who was very supportive of it. Mm-hmm. And um, and I was growing that. But it was it became continuously difficult because there sometimes was a conflict of interest. Mm-hmm. Right? Like, are, we, are, you ask, are you asking Tyler to come in from this organization I work with? <laughs> or are you asking Tyler to come in from my speaking. Right. And every time it was from my speaking, mm. right. They just mm. knew they might've met me through my organization. But the reality is if I'm trash, you're not asking me to come speak at your organization. <laughs> That's a fact. Right now. So, so I, I'm very, I'm, I'm humbly forever grateful for my organization mm-hmm. that they, they really did give me a platform to be more recognized and be more seen. Um, but that's not really my MO. Right. Mm-hmm. I, I think a lot of times people are like, man, you could be doing this. You need to be doing this. And I'm like, the reality is I'm just trying to have impact and I'm trying to take care of my family. All that other publicity or like recognition stuff it's cool if it comes but mm-hmm. i don't need that because yeah. i know the people that i'm serving are feeling that mm-hmm. and i know the work that i'm doing and i'm getting compensated very well so i ain't tripping right at all but all the other little yeah. all the other i don't need that yeah. so so this is what happened so i got that ten thousand. boom then i got another ten thousand. then i got like then i then but in this first the first year we had about forty thousand dollars in contracts so i'm looking like boy we sitting we sitting well yeah that next year i was slated i had about about 80,000 in contracts, right? Mm-hmm. So now I'm making a decent amount more than I'm making in my job. I'm talking to my wife, excuse me, that I might be you trying was, to transition. But you, you was looking at your job different though. I was looking at my job different. The thing is with my job, <laughs> the work that I was doing yeah. made me better at the work that I was doing in my business. That's beautiful. And then I also incredibly, I would do like the work that I'm doing right now. Like mm-hmm. I, I would, I want to, I'm volunteering still with my old organization. Right. I want to still serve, help. We've partnered up. Obviously yeah. they're compensating me for some certain stuff, mm-hmm. but like I believe in that work. So I mm-hmm. still want to do it. Yeah. But I just know that it's not going to ever produce. I've been there for five years and I, I made like an extra like eight G's. Mm-hmm. Like my increase went from like 55 to like 63. And I'm mm-hmm. like, yeah, that ain't working. <laughs> I can make that off of a keynote. You was there for five years? I was there five years. I didn't know that. Yeah, signed a contract five years. So I looked at it and I said, boom, I was getting ready to leave. Mm-hmm. Pandemic hit. Six of those, about eight, nine contracts canceled. No income Bro. from that. Talk about it. And so so there's that there's that balance. Talk about it. There's the there's the entrepreneurs that is like, yo, you don't need no job. Like you just gotta be, you gotta jump out there. Tripping. And then, <laughs> Where's your luggage? You tripping so yeah, much. Yeah, man. And then and then it's like, then there's the other side of it where it's like, actually, you should just keep your, if it, if you got flexibility and you can move yep. around a little bit and you like, yeah, uh, you you're not tied to a desk. Could I speak on that? There's no reason done? to not. Yeah, there's there's no reason to not have yep. something solid if you can keep that and yeah, it informs and it feeds I, your other stuff. I would tell you this, E. The reality is this, like, I think everything comes down to integrity and character, mm-hmm. right? So, like, from the day one when I got that job, I told him, I was like, look, I told our CEO, I said, listen, I'm an entrepreneur. I have an entrepreneur spirit. Mm-hmm. I'm working on some stuff right now. Mm-hmm. I don't know if I see myself here for five years. I want to be real with you. He said, that's why we want you. I said, well, look, sign me up. I'm with you. I came up, underdog. I'm really trying to pursue this. Mm-hmm. Open conversation. This is what I'm doing. This is why I'm doing it. I was very transparent. Now I know some people don't maybe not have that opportunity because they were like in super corporate America and that you, you no know, non-disclosure agreements and stuff. The reality is, why would you look, look, people don't get mad about this, but I'm a challenging conversationalist. I'm not a motivational speaker. Yeah. I'm an inspirational storyteller and a challenging conversationalist. Mm. Why would you sign yourself up for a situation that doesn't align with your core values and your vision? That's a fact. 
if you live in America, there's way too many opportunities out here to work for organizations, to build your own thing, to build your own platform, DoorDash, Uber, do whatever you got to do, because that doesn't ever going to conflict with what you want to do right. to make enough money to build your own thing. Mm-hmm. The reality is that most people, they're, 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 it's, they're, it's the optics. They're scared about, well, what if I fail? Mm. Right? Self-disappointment. They're worried about mm. these things. So that was same thing for me. Yeah. But I just, so I, I remember it like it was yesterday, E. Mm-hmm. I called my suit because she knew a day was coming. She would, we would have about quarterly meetings and she was, how's that thing going? And I was like, everything's good right now. You know, I'll let you know when we, we looking to make some different moves. And I just, we was in Bellevue with my wife. Cause she, you know, she was, you know, in her corporate world, we was up there. She was seeing some properties and we just taking a nice little walk in bougie ass Bellevue. And, um, I was like, I'm done. It's a wrap. I said, I love this work, but we got to go full, full in. Called her. I said, Hey Felice, how you doing? Ooh, put her name out there, but you don't know her last name. So don't be looking her up anyway. So I love, love Felicia. She does so much for me in my life and my family. Thank you. Huge shout out. I can do a whole segment on her. Salute. Man, she uh, called her. I said, you know what? I'm hanging them up. I think it's time. I'm going to give a few, I'm going to give it like three months, train up whoever needs to come up next. She was, to- she, she had tears. Mm. Like when we had, a, we had a, like a little retreat after that and uh, she was tearing up. She said, you guys, this is what I want y'all to do. This is why I love her so much and respect her so much. She's like, this is what it looks like to be socially mobile and to live into your greatness. Mm. And I was just so moved by that, bro. I was like, God darn it. Like, you ain't getting that in corporate America. They pissed. Right. They got to go train somebody else how much money that going to cost them. So when I did that. Yeah, they looking and, past you as soon as you had that first phone call. Oh, yeah, all right. So we need to HR, come on. We, need we done. Job, job description, update that. And as soon as, I'll, I'll finish up with this, E, as soon as I left, like I said, I lost those contracts. We was I was still making, I was making six figures and mm-hmm. in, in my underdog mentality, you know, part, when I say part-time, emotionally, mentally, I'm connected 100% of the time. Oh, that's a fact. If right? you're an entrepreneur, like, like, like people don't understand you that. don't, you don't stop. There is no but stopping. And it depends on what you, the work you do. You see, I mm-hmm. chose an industry where I'm sharing and selling information and mindset. Mm-hmm. I'm not selling a product, so I don't have a lot of overhead. I didn't want to have that. I wanted to be able to just give my gift away and I've been blessed with that, but yep. it's something that I've harnessed and grow. Don't think I just showed up like this. Right. Like I remember I took my first personal communications class freshman year of high school, uh, freshman year of college. And I was nervous talking to grandmas and aunties and <laughs> baby mamas in here. Like it was, I was <laughs> trash sweating my armpits out. So Uh-oh. I'll just say this after that, I believed in myself and I believe that your gift has been, is meant to be given. And the more that you give, I really truly believe the more you'll receive. And so after that, losing all those contracts, I get my business has grown two to three times that since then. Mm. And I'm, I'm, you know, I've been in San Diego. I'm up North. I'm like in Idaho and you know, I'm in different places and I don't even have a, I don't have a marketing team. I mean, when you're, when you are passionate, authentic and you add value, people are going to recognize that Mm. at least in the space that I'm in, everybody's space is different. The space that I'm in, it, it's it's really worked for me, but it took me until it eats. I was thirty three to to figure that out. Thirty three. I mean, but that's not. But we. It seems weird, bro. Like now that we're thirty seven, I know for me, I'm I'm really looking at mortality. Like I'm thinking about mortality, bro. Right? It's low. Isn't that crazy? It's it's weird, man. But it's like, but all, but we're still young, though. Feeling good. I feel better than I've ever felt. Yeah. Stronger than I've ever been. Yeah, man. So it's like thirty three. I mean, Jesus was 33. You know, like he got a popping when he was from, from 30 to 33. You know, so it's like that's that's about that time. His active years. Yeah, yeah. So that's that's about that time when you're like 
really come into your own. And yep. so, um, but thank God, like we've, we've taken action, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, but even if no matter what age you are, like it don't take long to get popping, um, rest in peace. And regardless of how you feel about him, Kevin Samuels, he was, he didn't yeah. get it popping until he was 55. Yeah. Or fifty four, so, you know, like in his mid fifties, but he's he, fifty something. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I mean, he was fifty seven. You know, at, you know. If passed, you so. dive deeper, uh, if you dive deeper into him and what he was about, because mm-hmm. we, you know, I know, I sent, I shared a lot of videos. Yeah, who didn't? Like, everybody <laughs> got caught homies. up. Everybody got caught up in Kevin Samuels during the during you the know, pandemic. The, the, I was the, talking to my coworker about that today. The mess, the you know, the, the, the yeah. yeah. But like, what he what he really was trying to accomplish, you know, I you know. Absolutely, bro. It doesn't come. Some For some people, it does, though. Mm-hmm. You know, for some students that I work with, like, they told me since sixth grade they want to do this, and now they're 25 and they're doing that. Mm. For others, it's going to come at a different time. At a different but, time. You just got to keep working. You have to keep thinking. Mm-hmm. The thing is, people ain't thinking. Yeah. You know what I mean? You just think it's going to come. No, and, it ain't going to come. And you have to do something while, like you, while you're figuring it out. Yep. You have to be active. Active. And so, active. Um, and I don't want to make this about Kevin Samuels, but, like, one thing that I learned about him, like after he, or really kind of as he came up, he was doing other content on YouTube and he was just doing like men's fashion, men's cologne. Like giving, he had clean suits. Giving giving men advice and all that type of stuff. Mm-hmm. And then during the pandemic, he just kind of switched to talk talk to women. And then yeah. that's when everything blew up. You know what I mean? So, um, but like he was, he was figuring it out. So his yep. end result, he didn't even intend to create that type of content, but he did. Yeah. And it works, <laughs> you know? And so um, I say that to say, like, whatever y'all, whatever you're doing as an entrepreneur, like whatever your ambition is, whatever your goal is, um, and even if you don't even know exactly how you think it's going to end up, just know that if you continue to work, opportunities will present themselves. Absolutely. And and your, your brain is going to continue to grow and just make different connections. And then you're just going to have thoughts that you otherwise wouldn't have if you weren't actually in the field active doing stuff you know what i mean so ain't no like i tell you a lot of times you hear the quote about like the best teacher is experience and the reality is nah the best teacher is evaluated experience ah right so you get an experience you Mm -hmm. better sit down and evaluate how Mm -hmm. that how did that go yeah yeah, what can i adjust what can i change and for some people that's uncomfortable so like one of the first things i do when i come off stage or whenever i'm done with a session and you know, people are always going to tell you you were great, even if you was trash that mm-hmm. day, right? They just, I don't just, believe nobody. When people get me, <laughs> I don't be, I be like, yeah. <laughs> like, you know, I, I didn't have a juice that day. Right. You know what I mean? And I was like, so what do you think I could have worked on? Mm-hmm. I was like, what do you think maybe I could have changed? Mm-hmm. And then people are like, oh. And they'll like, they'll share the feedback. I'm mm-hmm. like, that's great. Thank you for that. Yeah. Right. Like, I was a little long on this message or this story was, didn't make sense to the other story. And mm-hmm. so, you got to learn from those things. It's evaluated experience. And man. that's the best part. Like when I, when I do my workshops or my, my classes, my courses that I, that I give, um, in my, my feedback, I, I'm always asking for like critical feedback. Mm-hmm. Like I need that. What, how can I change this? What can I do to be better? Like what? Yeah. Just, just what can I do? Like what was left out? What, yep. what more could I have given? 100%. You know what I mean? And so, um, and all that, like it makes me better every time. You got to be comfortable with the, 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 um, well, I would tell you, I'm, I'm really only, I'm getting, how do I say this at the big scale, the big picture, take advice from folks that are moving in, in a way that you would like to move. Mm-hmm. But when it comes to like, if you've done a workshop with somebody who was a part of your session or mm-hmm. what, or, or your service, if you deliver services, if you sell clothes, if you, you know, whatever business, like take mm-hmm. that feedback in, like, don't oh, be yeah. like, you cannot be blind 
thinking you're doing everything right, right, and then like not reflecting on like how you can be better because that's when your growth stops. So yeah, that's a fact. No, absolutely. Well, bro, we gonna we gonna wrap it up, man, with the rapid fire section. Oh, this so I'm gonna just I'm gonna just throw out some questions, man. Um, you don't gotta analyze it. You know what I mean? First thing to come to mind. First I thing this. to come to mind, bro. All right, let's go. When you were a kid, what did you want to be when you grew up? Basketball player for the Raptors. For the Raptors. Vince Carter, stop playing. Okay, with VC. Okay. Um. Best advice you ever received. Be ambitious with your effort, but be patient with the results. Mm, that's a bar. You remember who, who told you that? Yeah, one of my mentors from when I was doing some uh, some other business ventures, he told me that. And I said, damn it, that's good. That's hard. And I use it all the time. Yeah, that's hard. Yep. Worst advice you ever received? <laughs> uh, You know what? Money's not that important. <laughs> just just find your passion. <laughs> Bro, go try to play some gro- some uh, some organic groceries at Costco's with some passion. Get your ass out of here. Listen to me clearly. I literally just watched that clip of you today. <laughs> that was that's too funny, bro. <laughs> I was dying. Passion is absolutely something that court you need. Listen. It's a no-brainer to find passion. Why would you want to wake up and do something you don't care about? Right. Find passion, but you better equal the lifestyle you want to live. And if it doesn't, you need to pivot to find another passion within that and how to mold it and try to, try, you know, monetize it. Come on, man. Stop playing. <laughs> the hell is that? That's stupid about it. <laughs> what the hell is you hilarious. talking about, bro? My mortgage is coming on the first. <laughs> <laughs> and it's passion angle. <laughs> I got kids. Right. Um, most interesting person you met in life. God. That's a tough one. It is a tough one. Yeah, think about that one. I you know what? I know I got one right now. I would tell you my sister. Mm. I don't know how you well you knew my sister. You know Melissa at all? Um, you know from, from interactions around yeah, interactions for sure, for sure. So yeah, rest in love, my sis. She passed away about a year and a half ago. Yeah, rest in power. But uh, man, she was just a transformative human. Man, like mm. to this day, there doesn't go a week that goes by that I don't log on to social, and somebody just. Posting on her page, just thanking her or saying something mm-hmm. or just remembering her. Yeah. She was just so interesting, so compassionate. And, uh, man, she has she's had the biggest impact on my life out of any other human. No slight to my wife or my pops or my mama, but, man, my sis is my dog. Yeah, man. Yep. Yeah, it's heavy. It's heavy. Yeah. And that's, I mean, you know what, there was, there was a few questions that I, that I didn't get to um, just because of the way that we was flowing. But man, as an entrepreneur, um, it's it's emotional mm-hmm. when it's just you doing your thing and like, and and everything is on you. Like there's yeah. nobody to blame. Yeah, if shit don't work out, it just didn't work <sighs> out because oh, what did I do wrong? What? Yeah. And then so like you have the the best of days and you have the worst of days just sure. in your own mind. Yep, with really nothing happening, it's just you analyzing. Yeah. But then when you actually go through like really emotional situations and you've, you've been through more than most Mm -hmm. and um, it's just your resilience to me. Like I, it's amazing, bro. I appreciate that. Like, like the way that you have dealt with loss. I don't know how much you want to get into it, bro, but like you've dealt with a lot of loss in a short amount of time, you know? Um, But you persevered through it. Like, how do you, how do you stay positive and stay optimistic and keep your energy levels up to be able to, to continue to execute at a high level business wise? Man, that's a good question, man. I'll, I'll speak briefly into the loss. 
you know, I look at it like this, man. I heard David Banner share this, and I always still, I still, listen, I steal a lot of people's content and just make it my own. The reality is that's what everybody does. We all do that. Come on, bro. Like, you know, yeah. I have sometimes, I have some really creative ideas. But David Banner said, whatever you have lost, you got to be grateful that you once had. I said, Banner, you got the juice. And I was listening to that at the transition of my sis when she was about to transition. And so, you know, we lost our pops to cancer unexpectedly. Like he caught it, died really quickly. Um, prior to that, we lost our mom. We lost me and my sister lost our mom. So within about an eight year time period, well, shoot, let's say my moms and pops passed away in a three year time period. And then my sister, Melissa passed away. And then six months later, my other sister passed away. And they're both in their thirties, young, middle, middle aged thirties. And, um, you know, I just had this immense amount of gratitude, gratefulness, but grieving at the same time. And it really changed me, you know, to be real. Like, I mean, I was having a, some ugly cry days just in a car, had a playlist for my, you know, for my, just, and just would listen to it and just would cry, let it out. You know what I mean? And it just was very freeing. And, and I know that they're with me and I know that they're, you know, still encouraging me. So that's what keeps me pushing. And the reality is this, like, and it's, it's kind of, you know, this is kind of, what's the word I'm looking for? Uh, when it's been used a lot, what's that word called? Oh, um, cliche. Cliche. Yeah. That um, everything's perspective to me. Mm -hmm. I look at my life living here in America. You know, we got a beautiful home. Our kids are healthy. I got, I'm, I'm able to do what I love to do. I'm able to move my body. I'm able to still eat pizza and not, you know, whatever, get sick. Like yeah. I can still live a life. And like, there's so many other humans in the world that can't do that. Mm -hmm. And that might be cliche to people, but like the reality is you have to put things into perspective. Perspective is reality, even when it isn't true. Yeah. So I've taught myself to believe in a reality that I wanted to create, even though we was dealing with those difficult times. And so I'm just grateful. You know, I come up, I try to come across like that. I, I love to just hear other people's stories and listen to people. And be, we need to do more of that. Yeah. I think by me just listening to other people's stories, it's selfish, honestly, because it makes mm. it therapeutic for me to hear what they're going through or, mm -hmm. and to be, maybe just share a word of encouragement for you. And it uplifts me. Yeah. Right. I think we're so self-centered focused. You hear a lot about this self-care, which is important, but mm. self-care a lot of the times can be very, it's just self-focused. Yeah. Like fam, I get it. Yeah. So they're dealing, they're self, that's a better way to say yeah, it. Yeah. yeah. I mean, they're dealing with this and you're sitting here worrying about you, fam. Like they're dealing with something too. You're not the only one. Everybody's dealing with something. You, somebody ate your donut because that and, was your self-care donut. And I ain't got no time. <laughs> <laughs> you mad at somebody ate your pips, man. Relax. <laughs> Come on, man. So everything's about perspective with me, man. And I, I think I just got a heart uh, of gratitude and, uh, and I got that from my pops and my sister for sure. Yeah. And uh, I'm just grateful, man, for every every day, every opportunity, and and I'm okay with with having those failures. What coming back to this, mm -hmm. when when you're an entrepreneur, I always have the saying, "If it's gonna be, it's up to me," mm -hmm. and I love that. A lot of people don't like that. Mm -hmm. Why? Because they're not really that committed. Mm -hmm. They're gonna quit at the first sign of resistance. I'm a person that's gonna push through so because fun. I know I'm not trying. To, I am not waiting on you to get something done for me. I'm not relying on you to provide for me. I'm providing for me and my family. And that's the Bruh. reality of the situation. And then when we blame in other people in situations, are those situations effed up and, and jacked up and need to be fixed? Absolutely. I'm not waiting on that though. Bro, I hate I'm going wait. to do something. I hate waiting. I'm hell entrepreneurs are impatient. <laughs> and so like <laughs> to be like all full disclosure, bro, like ah, should I say this? I'm I'm already it's, go ahead. The cat is out the bag. 
So, you know, I hadn't worked at a job job in quite some time. Sure. Right. Like I did the entrepreneur thing. I was yeah. like, I quit my job, quit insurance, drove Uber and Lyft to clear, like to clear my mind so that I didn't have something that, you know, worked me so hard to the bone that I couldn't be creative. Absolutely. And so I was like, all right, I'm only working 30 hours, 25, 30 hours a week. And I'm spending hella time reading books, studying and developing my business, developing the podcast and developing like my philosophy so I can create my business. Mm. And so it was just like, you know, I made enough money in both between me and my wife. Like we were still good. Our expenses yep. is low. Like we don't spend a lot of money. You know what I mean? So uh, I, I know we have time, but you know what I mean? <laughs> they, they look at like the clock is at zero. Ain't he said, it? what you doing? <laughs> Oh, they got a clock on us. Yeah, they got a clock on us, man. Oh, shot clock, shucks. shot clock. My bad, I hit the but mic not, too. No, you good, you good. So, um, so, uh, so basically, at this job, mm-hmm. and so and the jobs that I had before, it was it was sales, it was it was commission. Yeah. yeah. So I didn't really answer to nobody. I just yeah. came and did what I did. You and were incentivized too. Yeah, I got incentivized to work hard and do what I do. Yeah. You know what I mean? And so now, like, I'm just working a regular job. It's a slower pace, but like, I be wanting to get stuff done. Yeah. But I got to kind of like wait and rely on other people to do other things. And I'm like, yo, I can do that. Yeah. Let's, let's get, get it, it done. done. You know what what I mean? are we waiting for? But, you know, I got to I got to watch that impatience. But it is good. It's, it's making me grow. Uh, yeah. Uh, it's making me grow. Impatience is is, is a pro and a con. Mm-hmm. Right. Mm-hmm. And when I say impatient, like for me, I'm not impatient with the results for me to come like for where, where it's monitor where I'm getting money or I'm getting results. I'm impatient to wait on other people to do things that should have been done yesterday. That's that's it, and that's just where I sit at it. I you know what I mean? Like I, I just have you gotta have higher expectations. No doubt, you rise or fall to those. So that's a fact. Much love. All right, let's let's run through these last few questions, man. Uh, okay, Lakers or Blazers? <laughs> Am I finna walk out right now? I had to give this you that man. One. Come on, stop playing. All right, Blazers. Clyde Drexler or Brandon Roy? Oh, B Roy. B Roy would have been. I think B Roy is a two was a two way. Mm-hmm. I think Dame is obviously the best player of laser of all time, mm-hmm. but Brandon would have been unquestionably second. Clyde couldn't dribble with his left. Mm. Um, he had an incredible team, great mm. coach. Facts. You know, just different league. I love Clyde. Clyde's the third best. I th- Clyde's the second best, but if B-Roy would have been healthy, easily second. Facts. Damon Stoudemire or C.J. McCollum? Ooh, people ain't going to like me for this. Damon was cold. I don't even know how to say this. I just felt like when he came here, he he played his point guard role. Mm-hmm. I was looking for the Dame from the the the, the, Dame, the, the Damon from Toronto, twenty right. and eight. Yeah, yeah. And he came here, and he was really solid. Still had a fifty four point game and all that. But uh, man, CJ was CJ had some big playoff moments for us. Mm. And um, I don't know. I just feel like I grew up with CJ. I grew Dame was playing when we was like in middle school, mm-hmm. high school, mm-hmm. and I wasn't. I was watching, but I wasn't like watching interviews or watching the podcast or. And I just I, I really like CJ, man. CJ's, I mean, as a player, I'm gonna take. I could CJ. tell you wasn't watching Damon like that, bro. I'm taking day. I'm taking D. Stop, bro. Over the bla- for the Blazers over, over CJ. Oh, I mean, just at any point in time, like just. So you do know if you put this on Twitter and say Damon Stoudemire, play- he's not gonna be over Damon. Well, it's I not mean, a CJ, not even it's, close. It's the same thing as saying rank LeBron and MJ. We know MJ is better, but LeBron is right now. No, so no, 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 no. Yeah, I don't. Uh, you, let's you, let, let's not. Okay, let's not. But. We can put it on Twitter, bro. Damon I'm going to put it on Twitter after I'm done. Damon Stoudemire and his Facebook. prime is, you. I would take a prime Damon D. Stott over a prime CJ. Why? Because Damon was that dude. When? <laughs> Toronto. And, 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 and even, was even, even in Portland. L's. But even in Portland, though, like as far as, because what, what, is, what is CJ? 
Is he a point guard or is, or is he a shooting guard? Okay, this is what CJ is. CJ is a combo guard who played behind one of the 75 greatest is players of all time. Is he a point guard time. or is he a shooting CJ guard? CJ can absolutely play point guard. But he he, Every he t- really can't. Though. No, listen to me. Listen to me. We ain't got enough time for this. Listen to me. He's a volume what? shooter that, see, takes, like, see, that look, takes bad shots oh, at the wrong time. See, look, I love that you Early put these in, in the shot clock. I know you put the I look at I know you put these in specifically for me. Because I know oh, you, I did, I, of you course. did. And yeah. I love your intentionality. <laughs> see, look at me. CJ McCollum. Every t- go look at the stats. If we oh. I'll, I'll figure out how to pull it up on, on the line. If you look at CJ's stats when Dame has been out. The man's averaging, I, I would easily guess, 24 and 7 or 8 assists. Like, he's efficient. But you know Dame Starmer was a rookie of the year. He was rookie of the year, but he. I, I love Dame. So this is a hard debate. Okay, let's, let's give it a tie. Let's give it a tie. Let's give it a tie. tie I, love now, I, don't want, I don't want my homies. Like, I love Dame. Like, <laughs> come on, bro. He's from Portland, went to Wilson. Come on, stop playing. All right, man. Jermaine O'Neal or Rasheed Wallace in their prime? Jermaine worked on his game. Rasheed was all talent. Mm-hmm. She never really lived up to his 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 full ability. Like he could have been one of the best. He could have been a, I'm not maybe not as good as Tim Tim mm-hmm. Duncan, mm-hmm. but he could have been top five power fours of all time. But he just showed up, played his way into shape. Jermaine, I was upset when we let him go. Mm-hmm. Yeah, we all were. Got yeah. I don't even know what we got for him. What we get for him? Uh, Jalen Brunson. No. Who do we get? Was it Zach? Rick Brunson? Jalen Brunson in the league right now. I don't know who. I don't. I don't remember. Detlef Shrimp or something? I don't know, bro. Detlef was cold, but not when yeah. he played for us. Yeah. If you could choose any one celebrity as your life coach, who would it be and why? I like Les Brown. Mm. A lot of people might not know Les Brown. He's, yeah, a, he, he's motivational. a motivational speaker, but his story just really he's resonates. He's the goat, though. He's the goat at motivational speaking, but just mm-hmm. more than that, I if I had a, like, you know how like you, they ask NBA players, like, who you try to model your game after or whatever? Like, I listen to him. He's a storyteller, but he's giving you a principle and a message within the story. Mm. And I think he could just, I would, me and him would vibe yeah. less. Yeah. You're the first person to bring him up, but that's that's a good one for sure. Yep. Uh, Three-month fully financed sabbatical. Where are you going? Well, I don't need a sabbatical because I'm an entrepreneur, so I can take that shit when I want. Mm. Stop playing with me, boy. I like it. Get your I money like right. It. Get your money <laughs> right. But no, I'm going to, uh, we got to go to Guam. My wife is from Guam. My kids are, you know, half Chamorro, and um, they got to go. My wife, well, she just went back because her father passed away, unfortunately, but she took our oldest. Sorry to hear that. Yeah, it's all good, man. It was He lived a life. But um, mm. anyway, our kids had never been, and they always asked to go, and it's shoot, about... 2,000 round trip per person, and we got a lot of kids, so we got to, you know, we, that's where we go. Mm. That's what's up. Um, if racism ended tonight, how do you think the world would change? So when you say racism ended tonight, so basically everybody's mindset changed and racism doesn't exist anymore. Racism doesn't exist. How would the world change? I think there would just be an immense amount of love, compassion, and empathy. Mm. I mean, if you think about a kindergartner, I mean, unless they're being taught right, right, at a right. young age. Oh, yeah. Oh, they don't yeah. care. They don't understand that. They don't know what that means. Mm-hmm. They just love with empathy, compassion. Mm-hmm. Man. That's what I think would happen. Beautiful. If you woke up tomorrow... And realize that you hit the lottery for a hundred million dollars. How would you spend your time and your money from that day forward? Oh, I'm giving away at least eighty percent of it. Sheesh. I don't need like I just think of like 
I don't need all that, bro. Mm-hmm. Like, what for? Yeah, we were talking about that I'm, before we started recording. You literally <laughs> talking about that. Excuse me, why? Yeah. Why? Yeah. So I'm being very intentional. I'm doing it right now. And I we made we was at this event and I paddle raised for a thousand dollars. And after I was like, shit, we gotta pay that now. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and I'm just like, but we have but the but I'm blessed to have the means to be able to do it. Yeah. So I would be giving that away very intentionally mm-hmm. uh, to organizations, charities. Folks that I know need that. See, if a lot of times people say I'm not money motivated, money's evil. Money's immoral, amoral. It mm-hmm. doesn't have a moral compass. Money's not good nor bad. It is what you do with it. Right. So I think that changes our frame of reference. So I would give at least away 80%, whatever. You said it was 100. I got 20 mil still. Yeah. I ain't tripping, please. Good. Man, 80%, bro. That's why. Yeah. I don't need all that. I'm yeah. good. We're going to build, we're going to keep building and we're living our life and I'm giving. That's that abundance mindset. It's going gonna, it's gonna to come back anyway. Don't live with that scarcity. Right. It'll haunt you. And how much does a person need, like you said? Last question. What message do you want communicated at your eulogy? You won't be there to enjoy it, of course, but what message do you want communicated? You asked me this last time, and I don't remember what I said. I'm going <laughs> to go off the cuff. Man, just that I love people. I was a listener. I was an encourager. I love my family and my community. Mm. You know, it, it got it's simple for me. It just centered around love, encouragement, empathy, and a, and being a listener. I just think yeah. we need more of those folks. I want to be a person that like people know they can come to, and I'm not always coming with solutions, but I'm just listening. Yeah. So a listener, a lover, and an encourager. Simply put, that's beautiful, man. Yep. Um, how can the folks get a hold of you? Um, give them the socials and the website, all that good stuff. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So check me out, uh, theunderdogmentality.net. I know the .net is kind of trash. The uh, <laughs> we talk about that later, but uh, just what you Google it, you'll find me. But I'm on all platforms, so you know Insta, LinkedIn. If you're on the professional tip and you don't do the other socials, and Twitter, Facebook, you know the Underdog Mentality. You can find me. You know I do speaking, keynoting, workshop facilitation. Um, so just reach out. I love to connect. No doubt, no doubt. Once again, appreciate you, man. Second time, yes, sir. And it was a good time. It was a great no time. No doubt, man. Once again, appreciate y'all for listening to the Socks and Sandals podcast, where economic elevation and spiritual cultivation converge, and we unapologetically discuss our worldview. Holla at y'all next time. Grace and peace. Peace.